How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Week 12 recap episode. It's myself and Garrett tonight. I can't believe it's already Week 12. I feel like it was just yesterday. David was texting the group, like, let's go, boys, another season of football. It's already almost over. So uh, we'll get started right here. We're going to talk about my continually pitiful team. At least I have one win on the season because I don't think I'm going to win next week. So, uh, Garrett, you can start off with breaking down my shit squad that can't break 100. Yep, just go ahead and f- hit your fast forwards for about 35 seconds uh, because Colts <laughs> team, the bright, when your bright spot is Demarius Thomas, you know you got something seriously, <laughs> seriously wrong with how you how you construct something. I mean, it's just rough. Demarius Thomas had a good game, a couple red zone looks. Jordan Howard's been missing all year. Riddick was a good play, but... Nothing else of note. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's garbage. I mean, it's a lost season for sure. I've accepted it. Um, but on Kurt's side here, I mean, he's pretty much out of the running here. But um, his team at least put up a modest score here. Baker was a good play. He's been looking really good since the uh, coaching change. Mike Evans breaking 100 yards. He just broke 1,000 yards on the season with that game. So he's been pretty solid all season. Golden Tate hasn't seemed to have any sort of chemistry with Carson Wentz and, uh, you know, really disappointing considering the first four weeks of the season. He was putting up some solid numbers, but he's been fairly useless lately. Um, So that really negative uh, repercussion of the trade there. Uh, Jarvis Landry, since the coaching change, has been averaging about six targets. He hasn't really been getting involved at all. Um, Gordon now being out and Kurt not having Justin Jackson, even though, you know, obviously can't get Eckler, but Justin Jackson would be at least a good start to have a guy who's going to get some carries in his absence. Um, so that's really rough. But again, uh, really a contender going forward, but still for toilet bowl purposes, um, that's going to be somebody he should look to pick up tonight. Um, Gus Edwards, you know, didn't have any targets or anything. He's been a really solid running back um, since taking over last week. Uh, Trey Quinn turned out to be a pretty good play again. Um, and Uzuma, I mean, tight ends have been crap all year, but really not a whole lot else to say about Kurt's team here. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, just one last point on James' side of the ball. It's just been rough to see him have to make these tough running back choices. Obviously, you're not going to sit David Johnson, but you, know, you mentioned Drake and Josh Adams having big weeks. Just been a problem area for him all season. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it is time to consider – sitting LaShawn McCoy, though. Even with Josh Allen coming back, he just really hasn't been useful all season, aside from one big game against the Jets before the bye. Um, but they were also blowing them out, so and that doesn't really happen often. Uh, well, that's, what I thought, that's what I thought his intention was when he's spending all this money to pick up these guys and trade for Drake and all that, but apparently not because he keeps that too tight end flex. But we'll see how it goes moving forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but on the I- other hand, Andrew's side, really scary score, going over 180 with not much, if anything, out of Michael Thomas. Obviously, a lot of it's due to that ridiculous Amari Cooper game on Thanksgiving. But, you know, obviously he's not going to put up 30-plus every game, but could be a positive sign for things to come. His lineup's only gotten stronger with Michelle coming back after missing a couple weeks. And then, you know, that guy giving him digs. And, you know, we, I predicted the digs would go crazy on James this week. Doesn't show any signs of slowing down, especially, you know, Seems like taking that target share away from Thielen. Just a really impressive showing by by Andrew this week. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like you said, without Mike Thomas, he still put up a monster. And, uh, you know, Jordan Reed finally coming on. Diggs has been great. Um, his team's just looking really solid all around. And if Mark Ingram had a better game, he really could have put him pushing 230, which is insane. Um, all right, but if you're good with that matchup, we can move on. Then we got Jake versus George next. Um, good win by Jake. Much needed to hopefully give him a pretty solid shot at the uh, playoffs, as we've discussed today. Um, there will be much deliberation about that, and it's a pain in the ass, but uh, we'll have to do better next year. But anyways, on Jake's side, uh, Aaron Rodgers, big letdown there, especially in a week like we were talking about where points are crucial. Um, Julio Jones just continues to be a monster. He could break 2,000 receiving yards this season, which is nuts. Wow. Uh, with the pace he's on, um, with uh, Emmanuel Sanders going off to, I mean, we thought maybe Cortland Sutton would get uh, some more work in the absence of Demarius Thomas, but it's really just been all put on Sanders there. Well, you Humphrey. thought that. <laughs> we, as in the uh, <laughs> other expert fantasy <laughs> and I, um, if you if you listen around. But uh, <laughs> um, Adam Humphreys has uh, been pretty good, actually, without Deshaun Jackson, with uh, now, uh, what's his fucking name? <laughs> with Jameis Winston back in the lineup. Um, he's been seeing pretty consistent targets. He's actually been a pretty reliable play there, so we made fun of him early on, but it turned out to actually work out in his favor. Uh, Dalvin Cook looked pretty explosive. Philip Lindsay's been turning out to be just a really solid, reliable running back. Uh, James White has been seeing some down weeks, and that could in, uh, keep going with uh, Rex Burkhead being taken off IR. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. He at least, you know, I would say he gets some reception floor, but he only had one this week. So definitely scary to see going forward with the uh, playoffs coming up there. But uh, hopefully for Jake's sake, James White can kind of keep that up. And uh, George Kittle had more of a human game, but still um, a great game in terms of a uh, tight end landscape this year. Uh, what do you think? Uh, or do you have anything to add there first? Yeah, I think the only really interesting part would be James White. And you and Jay actually both think that with Burkett coming back and Michelle healthy finally, that White will kind of take a backseat. But with both Michelle and Burkett healthy, James White was still putting out double digits earlier in the season. And while he might not see some of those like you know high 20s point games anymore, I think that these past two weeks have been kind of a outlier. I think he's still good for 12, 12 to 15 points every week. Yeah, I, I still think he's going to get, like you were saying in the beginning of the season, a 15, 15, 14. Like, I think he's still probably going to see that because Burkhead is mostly a uh, end or a goal line guy, and he does, you know, go, run out wide sometimes as a receiver. But I still – I just don't think James White has as much of an upside as he used to with those 30-point games. Yeah. Um, what do you think of uh, George's side here? It's just unfortunate all around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not the quite. Evan Ingram thing was rough. I don't know if you guys saw that. The Giants actually didn't even announce that they weren't playing him until halfway through the first quarter. Yeah, that was weird. It like, seemed like he was active and then just didn't even show up in the report. Uh, but, yeah, James, or, uh, James George has been also a victim of the sort of James problem where he just happens to start the wrong running back, but no real way to predict that. Obviously, Coleman against the Saints is not a great matchup, but you hope for that receiving floor. Carson's a good play, but the ceiling's kind of limited with that Seattle timeshare of a running back crew. And then Fournette has just been productive, but literally and figuratively shooting himself in the foot all the time. Uh, and the receiving core, Curtis Samuel's a good pickup for a third wide receiver, but after some genius took away Keenan Allen from him, he hasn't really had good 
good receiver play. So just kind yeah, of yeah. You're talking to me about robbing people. <laughs> right. Hey, dude. Coleman's been solid though. Coleman. John Brown just hasn't been producing for a couple weeks now. Coleman had a little bit of it's Lamar Jackson. Coleman had one thirty point game, three eleven point games, a nine point game, and a sixteen point game. That's not great. No. But combine that with Brown, you're almost at Keen Allen's like nineteen twenty points, so it's not not terrible. Oh, with with Brown's four points in <laughs> four weeks, yeah, great trade, Garrett. You're a little fucking goblin too. Um, but yeah, like you said, you can't really blame him for Lamar Miller put him on the bench this week. Tennessee's run D was really good up until this week, and without yeah. that ninety seven yard touchdown, he would have had a pretty pedestrian game. Even though I mean they did sit him kind of to rest him because of it, but yeah, I agree. I think Curtis Samuel is going to be kind of a boomer bust option, kind of a poor man's John Brown, honestly, going forward, but actually on a better offense, so who knows? Um, but yeah, I agree. He's just kind of weak in receiver, but he's down there with me is just waiting it out for the toilet bowl. I still think he's a toilet bowl contender just because you're not going to get less than 20 from Cam on any given week. Coleman is going to give you solid points, and if Fournette can stay on the field, he still has a chance at the toilet bowl. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, we'll move on to Hop versus Manny here. Um, Hop keeping himself alive. Um, he uh, you got Russell Wilson still just putting on the same kind of floor we've been seeing. No explosive games, but just 20 consistent points. Josh Gordon hasn't been really exploding like Hop was hoping or really anybody was hoping. He had, you know, 24 points a few weeks ago, but aside from that, pretty modest score. Um, Thielen kind of going back to Thielen ways. Allen Robinson uh, really with Chase Daniel has been pretty useless. Um, and even last week against Minnesota didn't really do a whole lot. So that's disappointing after that big blow up game coming off the uh, injury there. It's tough to see Peyton Barber, another useful week, but only because he got the, I think it was a goal line touchdown, right? Uh, I mean, he had a good, pretty good yardage total. Oh, I just, I just meant specifically the touchdown was. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But two catches, 47 yards. That's, that's not terrible. Um, Frank Gore, not really that usable. His highest score has been like 14 points. Uh, and then Hooper over Ebron. I mean, I guess you're going for safety, but especially playing a team like Manny and in the position you're in, uh, I think, you know, you got to go with Ebron, but it's understandable after that zero point week. Uh, it's crazy. He what did, you know, week 10, he was the number one tight end on the week. Week 11, zero points. Week 12, number one tight end on the week. So. <laughs> Uh, but going forward without Jack Doyle, I think he should see another like maybe seven or eight targets as opposed to two to three per game. Um, what do you have to say on your dad's side here? Or do you have anything else to add to Hop's side? Yeah, the only thing for Hop's side, both for this weekend going forward, the Melvin Gordon injury for Eckler has been huge. Um, yeah, Eckler's yeah. always been a sort of pass-dependent guy, but being able to get more consistent touches is going to be huge from going forward. Yeah, that'll be interesting because we did see when they had the London game and he, uh, Melvin Gordon sat that they he only got like four or I guess he got like twelve points, but just didn't really do a whole lot with his touches. But I think going forward, knowing that Gordon's gonna be out a few weeks, they'll probably feature him a bit more. Yeah, and it was Arizona, I guess, but he doesn't have too bad of matchups coming up, so we'll see. Yeah, All right. My dad's side, he was pretty frustrated and angry all weekend from Thanksgiving to Sunday being with them all. Week. <laughs> uh, he just obviously has two bet two of his best players with Kareem Hunt and Kelsey on by that Kansas City offense has really been supporting him throughout, uh, but definitely got pretty lackadaisical performances from Jeffrey Beckham. And then he spent 18 on Vance McDonald thinking he was the next big thing and just didn't really do too much due to an injury and, 
bad quarterback play, but just a really big overspin for one week of tight end, but just generally pretty you know, underperforming. We were talking a lot about receivers early in the year, but with Jeffrey, you mentioned Tate earlier, that Wentz just hasn't really been finding people minus Ertz for like the past four weeks, it seems like. Right. Yeah, Wentz has been really struggling. Um, all right, well, if you're good with that one, we can move on here. We've got uh, you versus Joe. Pretty tight matchup, actually. Only uh, about a ten-and-a-half point difference here. So, uh, on your side there, we got Lamar Jackson. Uh, pretty good stream there with 22 points. Um, Keenan Allen's been having the second half of the year comeback, which is kind of what Garrett was obviously predicting there with that trade. Uh, Hopkins had a down night with Demarius going off for two touchdowns. Antonio Brown had a down night with Juju going off for a billion yards. Um, and James Conner kind of also suffered there. Um, but Barkley and Ertz combined for, you know, over 55 points there. Um, and so with Mac putting up a decent score, Garrett still just had enough all around to put up a really solid, uh, solid performance there. Uh, do you have anything to add on your side? No. I mean, obviously you want – you would Ben Roethlisberger has been pissing me off these past couple of weeks, but you just hope that he plays better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously your team, even when a couple guys have down games, you have so much, pretty much a lock for a couple 20 and 30 point games that you're just pretty hard to get below 160, I'd say. Um, but you can take Joe's side. And- yeah. I mean, Joe, you know, we talk about boom bust potential, but it seems like he's got a couple consistent performances. Uh, Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. Didn't do too much most of the game, but got in, got involved late in sort of garbage time. Ridley had, I think, they were one of their only two touchdowns. Boyd, again, didn't really do too much. Um, had a lot of targets, but then saved his game with the touchdown late against Cleveland. Uh, DJ Moore, we've talked about between him and Curtis Samuel. Obviously, with Funches out this past weekend, we saw a lot of targets. Kamar, I think, was really the, the swing in this because, you know, you expect – we were talking about – you know, he could touch 30 against Atlanta, but the Saints just got up too fast. Didn't really have to use use him too much, which is probably the biggest surprise on his side. Right, definitely. Um, but, yeah, Joe's team um, really going forward with Chubb being really consistent. Uh, and Joe, who's been productive with uh, Baker's play since the coaching changes. Um, yeah, I think his team is really coming on. He finally patched those holes he was having early in the season that we – and I dinged him on, but uh, yeah, I think he's really going to be a contender going forward, especially with Tyree coming back next week. I mean, he put up 160 without him, so. Well, I patched his holes, just to be clear. Every right. single one, Chubb, even yeah, Cohen, I bet you Cohen who we benched, and Boyd, there. all individually outscored AB, so. Yeah, 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 okay, you patch each other's holes all the time. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> Lastly, we got David versus Jay here. Um, David putting up a really big score, score of the week here, I think. Or no, I think Andrew beat him, All right? Let me look. Hey. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was Andrew point. beat David by point oh five for the uh, score of the week. Wow, I didn't even notice that. That's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Well, he deserves it, dollars so. for Andrew. Um, all right, well, on David's side, though, we got Andrew Luck. Been constantly throwing three t- passing touchdowns a game, pretty much a lock for it. I think going forward, he's one of the safest quarterbacks out there. Juju had a monster game. We all saw that. Baldwin got missed in the end zone again, which is really tough to see, but at least it's somewhat promising going forward that he's getting open and being thrown to in the end zone, even though Russell's been an idiot. Uh, Kirk showing his really low floor there and just the offense there in general having pretty much no upside. Zeke had a great game. McCaffrey had a fucking crazy game, really hard to 
lose a game when you have your running back go off for almost 47 points. Olsen really hasn't been as productive as David, you know, thought he was going to be picking him up. He had a couple nice games with some touchdowns, but outside of that, pretty uh, mediocre performance. And then Brita, like we kind of all figured coming off the bye and looking healthy, uh, another really solid game. So just, I mean, a couple down scores, um, you know, but David was able to get a couple guys just going nuts this week that were able to cover that and then some. Um, you have anything to add here? No, just like you said, really big, huge boom performances by Mac and Juju really carried them. Yeah, definitely. And then even Zeke and Luck just putting up, you know, a pretty good score on top of those made him pretty much unbeatable. Um, go ahead on Jay's side. You can defend him on his Kendrick Bourne play, or uh, you can roast him if you no, want. No, absolutely not. Jay, Jay knows. I texted him the night before, like, Hey, you got born in there? Like, you're bragging about how good Locke has been for you all season. Like, why wouldn't you just play him? Especially in a game where you have to shoot for a high point total. And he gave me all these stats about how much, you know, Bourne's got a bunch of targets. No Garcon or Goodwin, dude. Like, he's going to get all the targets. But I was like, in a team of, like, a bunch of mediocre receivers, that's a run-heavy team going against Tampa. I don't really see it, but, you know, whatever. And, of course, obviously it wouldn't have saved him this week, but Locke goes off. It definitely would have helped him in uh, his chances for a playoff spot. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to listen, so. But, yeah, yeah 107 yards for Lockett and a score. And Bourne was just – he's just one of the guys in, like, a four-man committee, essentially, without a lead receiver and uh, Nick Mullins at QB. Like, I don't I don't follow that logic. But regardless, still put up a pretty good score. River's been really consistent all year. I think he missed, like, three throws against Arizona. It was one. One? The whole game? He went, he went 28 for 29. Jesus Christ. Twenty five. He completed his first 25 passes. I remember that. I didn't know he was yeah. wow. <clears throat> Yep. Adam's been a really consistent number one receiver, even with, you know, against Minnesota in a game where the Packers couldn't seem to get the ball in the end zone a lot. Uh, Corey Davis, just the icing on the cake from his trade rape with Kurt, has been really productive, even against Houston, which is a pretty – you know, tough defense, got a ton of points. Mixing against Cleveland, figured out a big game. And then the rest of his guys just kind of did what you expect them to do. Deion Lewis, uh, relying on his reception floor, but it seemed like they were trying to get Henry more involved last night against Houston. Uh, Bray, you kind of hope for a couple touchdown game for him with his uh, connection with Jameis, but, you know, one score and 26 yards, not too bad. But it's just tough to really overcome what David put up this week. Yeah. Um, interesting play with Taylor Gabriel after he had a you know zero point game and stuff. Or I mean, he had fourteen the week before, but definitely paid off there with him getting some good receptions. But again, just not enough against one of the best scores of the week. Um, all right, well, if there's nothing else to add to that one, we'll wrap it up here. Um, obviously, we got the big decision coming on the next episode here. You guys are a pain in my fucking ass. Uh, it's all good. I love it. I'll do it again next year until you guys stop playing. Don't suggest not playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's not allowed. All right, boys, we'll see you probably tomorrow. See you.